What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Come be again and again if you like it. Come be again and again. Good evening, Holly. How are you? Well, this is recording four in a row, so this buckle is episode up. <laughs> <laughs> now, in previous history, we—I say we have fell apart. I have fell apart, and I have been known to cover a case where no one is murdered. Yeah. So it's all—I mean, it's not going to get any worse than that. So I think we've, I think we've reached the low. I mean, I covered a case that you covered, like literally a couple weeks before we did it. And then you covered a case that had no murder. So I We're don't... providing high-class entertainment to the public. I don't feel like we can go any lower. Like, I think we've reached the peak of low. Watch this face. Watch this face. <laughs> yes, I think, uh, yeah, the only way's up, shall we say? Um, let's hope. <laughs> I'm scared to know what could be beneath. <laughs> and we're which murderer? We are. This is episode four of season six. And we are on military murders. We are. Recommended by our lovely listener, Kirsty. Thank you, Kirsty. AKA one half of the murder twins. It is one half of the murder twins. I don't know if it's twin one or twin two, but oh, it's half. They of can them. fight that out between themselves. They can, I can't. Who's the oldest? Who's the youngest? Oh. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> twin one can be the oldest, twin two can be the youngest, I would say. Yeah, I would say so. It's like us. You're murder one, I'm murder two. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you so hard. I had to get that in. I knew as soon as I said it, I was like, she's going to swear. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll, we'll, we'll let our murder twins fight that out. Yes. Military Murders was a very interesting one to research. My case is so good. Oh. So good. So are you claiming already it's better than mine? Yes. Without hearing it? How very dare you? <laughs> <laughs> Any chat this week? What's new? What's happening? I think um, we're just too tired. I'm so tired. <laughs> We've been yawning literally all night. I know. Um, There's going to be a lot of yawning edits in this one, I think. There I'm sorry, is. Holly. I, I can't See, don't say it because I'm doing it again. Uh, Apologies for my bad manners, everyone. <laughs> I'm going to edit them out, so it's fine. Well, I might keep that one in now for context. Then why do you not edit the, the really stupid things that I see and do? I edit out a lot. <laughs> I do. Because sometimes I hear things and I go, oh my God, cringe at myself. And I'm like, she just kept that in there for laughs. Well, I mean, actually, yeah. there's probably loads more that you edit out. I do edit a lot out. So, But yeah. when I listen back, 
it, it does make me laugh. It makes me still. laugh as well. Yeah. Like when I ha- it took me a number of weeks to listen back to the case that I covered no murder. Yes, the cults one. <laughs> the cults one, yeah. yeah. It took me a number of weeks to listen to that out of actual fear. Uh huh. And remember, you messaged me and you're like, "Have you listened to it yet?" And I'm like, "I'm too scared. I can't do it." <laughs> the thing is, you covered the case so well. I know, and then realized <laughs> at the end we're like, "Wait a minute! Oh, there was no murders." And by the way, I still haven't watched the documentary. Oh, have you not? But I will. I'll put it on it's- the list. Well, it's not the documentary. I was talking about the podcast. Oh, you were the podcast. It was a yeah. podcast, sorry. Uncovering next. But there is a documentary as well that i seen on it yeah, somewhere. Yeah, yeah. My boys are about to go on holiday with their dad for a week. Oh, right, cool. So I'll have loads of time. Nice. That week where I can just watch telly. Yeah. So we're on military murders and I'm first, I believe. You are. It's my turn. And I'm going to talk about a young lady called Vanessa Gwilen. Gwilen. G U. I-double-L-E-N. E-N? E-N. Is she French? I don't know. No, she's mm. not. Mexican. I... Okay. So I'm going to... See, I'll just call her Vanessa. Okay. Vanessa was born on the 30th of September 1999. Actually saying those words out loud. People were born in 1999. One of my children was born in 1999. <sighs> oh, wow. In Houston, Texas. Her parents originated from Mexico and she had five siblings. She attended Hartman Middle School and later graduated at Cesar Chavez Chavez High School in Texas. Uh In 2018, when she was 19 years old, she decided to join the US Army. Brave decision. Yeah. And was based in Fort Hood in Texas. Having joined the Army, only a number of weeks later, she actually called her mum and confided in her mum that she did not feel safe at Fort Hood. She said that a sergeant was making her feel uncomfortable and unsafe. And according to her, some of the things that this particular soldier did were like stalking her and watching her take a shower. Oh, her mother, okay. her mother promised to tell on the soldier who was making her feel unsafe, but Vanessa wanted to protect her mother from being hurt and said, don't worry, I'll, I'll figure it out myself. I'll solve right. this problem myself. Mm-hmm. So... Our poor mum must have been worried about it already, joining the army so young, you. and then you're phone, you're calling home and saying you're not feeling safe. That's really that's that's horrible for. And that's mom. the one place you should feel safe because you're all supposed to be one big team. Well, I didn't know about Fort Hood. Did you? Have you ever heard of Fort Hood? Yeah, yeah, it's one of the minor ones. I didn't know about how notorious it was for the wrong reasons. Ah, uh, yeah. So then, so she'd called her mum and she had that conversation with her mum, and Fort Hood had a big problem, which I didn't realise was soldiers disappearing. Also, they had a big problem with sexual harassment in the armed forces yeah. of the United States. It wasn't just Fort Hood, but yeah. Yeah. I think the armed forces as a whole has a massive problem yes, with sexual harassment. they do. They do. On the 22nd of April 2020, Vanessa unfortunately went missing. She was last seen around 1pm in the afternoon in the parking lot of her unit at Fort Hood. Her car keys, identification card, bank card and barrack keys were found inside the armory where she worked. Her family felt straight away that she disappeared under very suspicious circumstances. Mm-hmm. The case was investigated under the jurisdiction of the US Army and the FBI. With the help of local law enforcement agencies working alongside multiple Fort Hood units, they all began searching the area within two weeks of her disappearance. Vanessa's family found out after her disappearance that complaints by other female soldiers had been made against the sergeant that Vanessa had an issue with, mm-hmm. and all of the complaints had been dismissed. Yeah. Yeah. In early June, so this is now, she disappeared the end of April, Vanessa was still missing. 
and her mother told reporters she did not trust the army's handling of the investigation and her attorney said she believed the family were being kept in the dark mm-hmm. because very few details had been released regarding disappearance. On June the 13th, hundreds of people assembled at the gates of Fort Hood to protest what organisers felt was a lack of information on the case. Mm-hmm. Authorities reported that they'd found no evidence that Vanessa was assaulted, but said investigators believe foul play was involved in her disappearance. I don't know how they came to that conclusion. Probably because she left everything behind. Yeah, I suppose. On June the 17th, the League of United Latin American Citizens added a £25,000 reward to the existing £25,000 reward announced by the Army for finding Vanessa. And the authorities at that point said that more than 300 interviews and over 10,000 hours were spent investigating Vanessa's disappearance. Mm -hmm. This is mid-June and still a lot of time spent apparently and still nothing. We get to the 30th of June, two months after Vanessa disappeared. Army investigators were called in when contractors discovered partial human remains along the Leon River, which is not too far from where Fort Hood is based. Mm Mm-hmm. The area had previously been searched by Texas Rangers and detectives and search and rescue dogs after they discovered what they thought was like evidence nearby, but it came to nothing. Yep. Investigators theorised after the remains were discovered that they'd been been buried deeply under concrete and it had been dug up by wildlife, but they stated on record at that point that it was the most sophisticated burial site they'd ever seen at that time. So they... The animal, they think the animals dug through concrete to get to these bones. Yes, but I don't know how that was possible. I don't know how that was possible. How could any animal dig through concrete? Exactly. But they said it was like super slick, okay. like a proper, like good job. They knew what they were doing. But then I don't know how animals could do that. I don't know either. Yeah, Unless they went in from the side maybe. Yeah. Later that evening at around 8.30pm, Authorities re-interviewed Cecily Ann Aguilar, who was a local woman who was the estranged wife of a soldier at Fort Hood. Cecily was reported to be the girlfriend of Aaron Robinson, who was a specialist-ranked enlist soldier who was one of the last known people to see Vanessa on the day of her disappearance. He had also previously been interviewed by investigators and discounted. Cecily told police that Aaron had confessed to her that he'd killed a female soldier at Fort Hood. At the request of law enforcement, Cecily placed a controlled telephone call to Aaron, who said they found pieces of a body and texted Aaron multiple news articles to which he never denied anything in response. Oh. According to a criminal complaint filed in the Western District Court of Texas, Cecily allegedly helped Aaron dismember and dispose of Vanessa's body on April the 22nd, 2020, on the day she disappeared after Aaron told her he'd bludgeoned Vanessa to death with a hammer inside the armory. On the evening of June the 30th, Aaron escaped the custody of an unarmed guard from his unit and fled Fort Hood after heeding the news of the, dis- of the discovery of the remains. He had been detained by his unit at the request of police under the pretense of violating COVID-19 quarantine rules. Oh. In the early hours of July the 1st, police located and attempted to make contact with Aaron, who produced a handgun and killed himself before he could be taken into custody. Oh. Nothing says guilty more than that. Well, yeah, you're not going to shoot yourself over violating COVID restrictions. Yeah. So. Cecily was arrested by Texas Rangers and held at the Bell County Jail. On July the 2nd, Bell County officials stated that Cecily would be transferred 
to federal custody due to being charged with one count of conspiracy to tamper with evidence by the United States Attorney's Office of Western District of Texas. The Texas Department of Public Safely, Saf- Safely? Mm-hmm. Safety later released a report saying that Cecily had explained why Aaron killed Vanessa, saying Vanessa saw Aaron's cell phone lock screen, which contained a picture of Cecily, and Aaron told her he was worried about getting into trouble for violating the Army's fraternisation rules since Cecily was still married to another soldier. Ah, uh, okay. And this made him hit Vanessa in the head with a hammer. Right. Apparently panicked. So Cecily was still married to someone else. Her and Aaron were seeing each other, and yeah. obviously there were strict rules against that. Yeah. And Vanessa's uncovered that, and she's been hit in the head with a hammer. Cell phone data from both Aaron and Cecily were later discovered locating them both at the Leon River at the time of Vanessa's disappearance. At the beginning of July, the remains were confirmed to be that of Vanessa, and the US Secretary of the Army announced that they would order a full independent review of the case. Cecily was indicted on 11 counts relating to the death of Vanessa by a federal grand jury. Vanessa's family met with President at the time, Donald Trump, who emphasised to the family that the case would be fully and independently reviewed. Following the independent review, it was announced in a Pentagon press briefing that 14 senior officers, ranking from corporal down to squad, squad level, of the US Army were being disciplined for leadership failures. On November the 29th, 2022, Cecily Aguilar, aged 24, pleaded guilty in a federal court in Waco in Texas to one count of accessory to murder and three counts of making a false statement. Trial date is still to be set. She faces up to three, th- three? up to 30 years in prison and is currently in McLennan County Jail in Texas awaiting trial. Right. Vanessa's family called for justice and an improvement of the way of... Claims of sexual harassment are handled by the military. Uh-huh. Vanessa's mother stated publicly that she'd spoken to witnesses who heard two shots at the moment of Aaron's death. And she stated her belief that Aaron was executed by authorities as part of a cover-up involving senior members of the military. Really? Yes. Vanessa's family met with Donald Trump regarding her murder. And in December of 2020, it was announced that the investigation disciplining 14 commanders and other Fort Hood authoritarian figures had all been put down to leadership failures. This is what the investigation concluded. Okay. Very vague. The army suspended a major general and a command sergeant major during the investigations. Disciplinary measures were also taken against soldiers and leaders assigned below brigade level. However, the army does not, as a matter of policy, release the names of the battalion level and below commanders and leaders who received administrative action. Right, okay. January 2022, the President's Joe Biden, at that point, he signed an executive order that established sexual harassment as a specific offence under the Uniform Code of Military Justice. After the investigation concluded, however, the Major General and the commander who were disciplined were reinstated. Yeah. That doesn't surprise me. Her family believed that her disappearance as a result of crime because of previous instances where there was sexual harassment involved and nothing was done about it. Mm-hmm. And that all came from Wikipedia. It's very good. And it's very, very sad that now, even now, nobody has been held accountable. No, nobody's been held accountable and it still goes on in the army. And yeah. I did not realise that Fort Hood is prolific, but various places of the army are prolific for sexual yeah. harassment. Yeah, yeah. So there's laws been implemented and there's investigations been held since then, but in my eyes, it's still not enough that's been done. 
it's a hard nut to crack. Yeah. It's very, very ingrained in the military. Men are stronger, men are better. A 19-year-old woman joins the military and instantly feels unsafe. Yeah. Yeah. It's really sad. It is sad. Because obviously she joined the military with the best of intentions to save her country. Yeah, just... It feels that... It feels that the sexual harassment goes on and it's mostly female-related. Oh, I would think so. I mean, yeah. I think obviously there will be probably gay men. We don't men. live in a male-dominated world now. It's equal. It should be equal in these establishments. It should be equal, but they'll never see it that way. Yeah, I know. It's yeah. quite sad, though. It is. Good case, though. Thank you. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. And we're back. We are indeed. And I shall begin. My story is about Timothy Bailey Hennis, who was born, and this is the weirdest thing ever. As I was saying this mm-hmm. in my head, like writing it, mm-hmm. it's like, I feel like he was born on my birthday. He was born 24th of February, 1958. No. Yes. I was like, I am a fucking psychic. Just the same year as you as well. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> We were born the same year, bitch. So he was born in Rochester, Minnesota, where his father worked for IBM. Timothy graduated from Mayo High School in 1976, and four years later, he joined the U.S. Army. He married his wife shortly after, and in 1985, they had a daughter while he was working as a parachute rigger at Fort Bragg. Okay. Fort Bragg is another big one. Oh, I've never heard of that one. The Eastburns were a military family who lived in Fayetteville, North Carolina. Gary was a captain in the U.S. Air Force who had married Katie in 1975. Okay. The couple had three children, Kara, Aaron, and Jana, all under the age of five. Sounds terrible. Oh, God, it does. Yep. In 1983, the family were moved by the military to Pope Air Force Base, where he was an air traffic controller chief, which is a big job. Mm Mm-hmm. In May of 1985... He was away training at an officer school in Montgomery, Alabama, while his wife and children stayed home, just doing their usual thing. Okay. 
the family were planning a big move to England where Gary was going to work alongside the Royal Air Force. Oh. Not for them, but he was like going to be a, like sort of a liaison oh, nice. between the U.S. Air a Force. Big move, yeah, huge mm-hmm. move, huge mm-hmm. move. In preparation, the family were rehoming their dog Dixie, who was an English setter. Katie put an ad in a local paper, and on the seventh of May, nineteen eighty-five, twenty-seven-year-old Army Sergeant Timothy Hennis replied to the ad and visited the family home. After chatting with Katie for a little while, Timothy took Dixie home to be with his family. On the 11th of May, so this is like three days later, Mm -hmm. Katie didn't answer Gary's usual scheduled call. They had this thing where on a certain day he would call at a certain time. Yeah. And that was their thing and they wouldn't miss each other's calls. Yeah. So that's highly unusual. Very unusual. Mm -hmm. On May 12th, the next day, a concerned neighbor and a police officer visited the home where they discovered the bodies of Katie, Kara, (gasps) who was five, and Aaron, who was three. Oh, no, not the kids. Yeah. Katie had been stripped to the waist, raped, and stabbed 15 times. Kara had been stabbed repeatedly in the chest, and Aaron, the toddler, had been bludgeoned in the chest and back. Oh, God. Jana survived the attack at 22 months old, but was dehydrated and unwell from being alone for so long mm-hmm. in the house. So, she, that baby was, is that a baby girl, sorry, was it Jenna, did you say? Jenna, yeah. So she was left alone? Well, she, her mother and sisters were dead. Yeah, but it's strange that they weren't all killed. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe she was sleeping when they were killed and she never woke up and you didn't know there was three? Yeah, maybe. Sheriff's officers found fingerprints and hair at the scene and evidence someone had tried to clean up in the bathroom. Mm. When Gary made it home, he helped police figure out what was missing, which was an envelope of cash, Katie's ATM card, and a paper she kept her PIN number on, probably in her wallet. Mm-hmm. A witness described seeing a tall white man leave the driveway in the early hours of May 10th driving a white Chevrolet Chevette. Local media helped put out a description and a sketch of the suspect. Timothy, who resembled the sketch, visited a local police station on the 15th following the media coverage, telling them he had picked up Dixie on the 7th and had one call with Katie on the 9th asking how the dog was settling in with the new family. And that was all the contact he'd had with her. Okay. Timothy gave samples of hair and saliva in an effort to clear his name as he looked like the sketch. However, the witness picked him out of a photo lineup and he was arrested that evening. Mm-hmm. Katie's stolen ATM card had been used twice. A witness from one ATM who they were able to find described a man fitting Timothy's description. And police also learned that he was late paying his rent. So he was in need of money. Oh, motive motive. In addition His alibi that he had returned home on the 9th from dropping off his family at his in-laws was refuted by a former girlfriend who said that he made a surprise visit to her house that night. (gasps) So he hadn't gone home like he told police. He also dropped off a jacket described by the witness who saw the suspect wearing it at the scene um, at the house. Okay. And he dropped off at a dry cleaners on the 10th. And neighbors also saw him burning things in a barrel on the morning of the 11th. Oh. So it's all stacking up to not oh, look great. Oh, silly, silly man. Yes. 
1986, following 10 hours of deliberation, a jury found Timothy guilty of three counts of murder, and on July 8th, he was sentenced to death. Mm. In 1988, two years later, his lawyer won an appeal, and Timothy was retried in 1989. Where the hell did they win an appeal? So, during the first trial, they had showed really, really, really graphic photos to the jury of the dead children and of her. And the, the defense argued that that was prejudicial. I can't say the word prejudicial. And it just painted like, how could they want somebody to be held accountable and how could they remain impartial? Yeah. After seeing those, after seeing those pictures. Mm -hmm. So that's why he won the, won the appeal for a retrial. So he was retried in 1989 and this time it resulted in an acquittal. No way. So he was found innocent of the crimes. No way. Yep. Gary and his surviving daughter, Jana, the baby, relocated to England where six years later he remarried a nurse and they had their own little family. Oh, fab. After his acquittal, Timothy re-enlisted in the army and was promoted to staff sergeant. Of course he was. Of course he was. He served in several armed conflicts overseas, and he and the family, now including a son that they had had, moved to Fort Lewis in Washington. In 2004, he retired with the rank of Master Sergeant. That is sickening. It is. In 2005, though, Police Captain Larry Trotter attended a conference on advanced criminal intelligence techniques where the Eastbourne cases were used as an example. So they were using the case as an example as to just crime scene stuff. Like it had nothing to do with, with anything else. It was just a case, Uh but it really like caught his eye. So looking into the file, Larry learned that vaginal swabs containing semen were taken, but not able to be tested for DNA in the eighties. Uh huh. He had a lab run the tests, which found it was a match to Timothy. It was like quadrillions percent that he was the only person that could have done it. What a rat bag. But due to double jeopardy laws, he could not oh, be retried fuck. by the state for the murders. Oh. As he'd already been convicted once. Shit. That's what double jeopardy does. That's why oh, the movie's so good. Oh, that is one of the best films. Oh, one I of the best it. movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a loophole, though. He could still be court-martialed by the military. Oh. On the 26th of September, 2006, Timothy was recalled to military duty because he had to be actively serving to be court-martialed. Nice. And once you're in the military, they can recall you. Yep. So he was recalled to active duty and returned to Fort Bragg the following month. I don't think he had a clue. I think yep. he just thought, well, oh, they need me back. Excellent. In August of 2007, Timothy was court-martialed for three counts of premeditated murder. And on the 3rd of April, 2010, Timothy was finally found guilty and again sentenced to death. Demoted to private, stripped of all pay, and dishonorably discharged. Yes. He is held at Fort Leavenworth in Kansas and has lost every single one of his appeals. Yes. Yes. Justice, finally. Finally, finally, but my God. That took a while, though. Yeah. Thank God for DNA. I know. I got this from Wikipedia and CNN.com from July 2014. Even with DNA, though, if it wasn't for the military, he couldn't have been retried. No, I know that's true. That was an excellent one. Where did you find that? I done the internet. 
That was really good. A really interesting story. Thank you. Very like a film as well. Very much like a film, yes. Very good. Thank you. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And we're back. Yes. So, what do we want? So... Wait, I, yeah, I think I'm going to have to go with mine. My family was stabbed to death. I know. I've got a hammer in the head, though, but I, don't, I can't think about those kids. I know. The kids are awful. I mean, the kids weren't awful. The way they died was awful. I, do, I can't. I can't do that. I can't. Yeah, I'm just gonna have to pick mine, which doesn't seem very pleasant either. So she was quick. hit in the head with a hammer. Yeah, yeah, which you hope would be quick. Mm-hmm. The first one would probably stun you. Yeah, I'm sure the others. I don't would... know how many times she was hit. Yeah, if I'm honest, but yeah, she all I know is hit in the head with a hammer, yeah. and dismembered and buried under concrete for wildlife to discover you. Mm, still not buying that. I'm not buying that either. No. Something weird went on there. I think I'm going to have to pick that because that was horrific. It is awful to think about I can't that. Can't believe how long he got away with it though. I mean, an entire career. I know his entire career. And got, I mean, all that happened, all that suspicion around him. Fair enough, he was acquitted. Yeah. But to go back to the army and still have, I'm sorry, but there's still question marks over your name, and then get promoted. He got promoted, and then he. But I mean, he did not. But. He served his country overseas. He served in armed conflicts. He was in Iraq and stuff like that. And fine if he did good there. Mm. And this was the... But I doubt he did good there. He mm. probably did bad things there too. Mm. I'm totally speculating. I have no facts to back that up. No. But you don't do that to a woman and children no. if you are a good person. No, absolutely not. And you got to know that he was probably like, yeah, that's right. I was innocent and blah, blah, blah. And this whole thing. And he knew every single second that he was guilty as fuck. Yeah. That I don't like. Then he's going on to have, to get married and have a family of his own. Well, he, he had that family. Oh, did he? Already. Yeah. She stuck by him because she hundred percent believed he was innocent because obviously if he doesn't act like that at home, you wouldn't think that. I mean, if somebody said that to my partner, I wouldn't believe them. Imagine finding out he actually did it all these years later. I know. That must have been awful for her to find yeah. out. And that's just the case that they know about. There could have been other things that he's done. Haven't they made a film about this? I don't know. Should they're still he's still appealing. Like he appeals all the time. I'm gonna Google him and read all about that again because that was really interesting. There's a whole controversy about the fact that they recalled him mm. just to try him. That's amazing. So good. Because that is majorly hoodwinging somebody like Yeah. They probably bummed it up like, Oh, you've been a massive part of the army and you're this and you're that and you're yeah. well thought of and we need or you we back. need you to come to train people. Yeah, and then just to totally like get him in yeah. under false pretenses. Yeah. To make him think, Oh, he's the big man and then do that, that's brilliant. Amazing. And in fact he's been sentenced to death again. That's great. He'll probably never be killed, but that's but good. Ha- thank goodness the army can do that. I Otherwise know. he'd go away with it. I know. And I have to say, I hate them, the double jeopardy thing. It's I get it because no, I do get it, but there's so many times where people get away with it because I know, of it. They do, but they always say you'd rather a million guilty people go free than an innocent man get locked up. 
Yeah, that's true. But so, it still happens. It still happens. <laughs> I, I know. know. Yeah, it's fucked either way. I know. I've got is. nothing else. But <laughs> I don't like. I remember reading like an article years ago after I watched that film. Yeah. About how it all came into law. Yeah. It was so interesting. I need to go back and read it actually. But I, I now want to watch Double Jeopardy again. So good. And so that was must be twenty years old at least. Uh huh. And then along came a spider. Oh, that's brilliant. That Martin was Seaman. a good movie. Oh, that was brilliant. Love that as well. I like the what's that one with Angelina Jolie and Morgan? Was it Morgan? No, Denzel Washington, where he's he's a paraplegic. Oh, I can't remember what it's called, but that's really really good. She's a cop. What's that called? And there's a serial killer. I can't Mm. remember what it's called. Oh, Bone Collector, the Bone Collector. Oh yeah, that was a brilliant. That was a good movie too. I love Denzel. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen Denzel in a bad film. No. He's no. amazing, amazing. He's a very good honestly. actor. Very good actor. Do you know, I always want to go into Netflix and watch loads of movies. <laughs> I know. Maybe that's what we'll do. I know. But we're, we're done. We are done we for agreed? this week. Did we agree? I can't remember, did we? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, we did. I think we did agree. Yes, we did. And we're done. We're we done are. episode 404. We survived. Yeah. And we, we, we might be back next week now. I know. Hopefully. Seeing as we didn't completely screw this one up. Yeah. yeah. So, so as we say, the only way is up. Yeah. Thank you for listening, everybody. Thank you. We hope you've enjoyed that. And particular Holly's case was very, very good. I enjoyed it. And thank you for the suggestion, Kirsty. Kirsty. I see that and look at you with... Was it Kirsty? Yes, Kirstie? it was Kirsty, yeah. Kirsty, yeah. Um, Twin one. Yes. Or two. Thank you very much for the suggestion. It was so interesting. And it's led us down a whole other path of films we're going to watch again. Yes. <laughs> and we will be back next week. Leave us any reviews if you like. Come over and say hi and chat. And topic suggestions are always welcome. Yes, they are. Thank you very much for listening. See you Thanks. next week. Bye. Bye. Witch Murderer is hosted by Spreaker and is recorded in a secret location in Scotland. You can find us wherever you listen to your podcasts. Email us at witchmurderer at gmail.com or visit our website at witchmurderer.com. We are also on Instagram, Reddit and Twitter. Just look for the at witchmurderer account or hashtag. You can join the debate on our Facebook page and group interacting with other listeners or the Witchmurderer team. Our theme music is Kill Me Again by Blue Bend. Our artwork was produced by Wild Creations at Fiverr.com. <laughs>